0: Subscribe the
1: The truth is, these kids need discipline. You
0: know, I really believe they they want to be pushed to the limit. And then good stuff happens. Harmon! Harmon! What the hell? Okay, make way. Clear out! This is heat exhaustion. I'm gonna cool down his core. Take his pants off. Hey, you really don't need to film this, all right? Where are you gonna put that rod? Hold his leg up. Stand back. Oh, 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 oh! I said, don't film this. Get away from. It. Move out of the way. Are be all right, son? Oh, Good. Everything okay? Are you all right? So, am I gonna slip? What? Oh. Whoa. Okay, we got another one. Take his pants off. I'm gonna have to cool down his car. Hey, he looks pretty bad. You might want to use two of those. Don't you? Wait, you're filming this, right? No, this is bad. Don't oh! Lucky bastard.
1: Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Can you dig it?
0: Madness. This go go madness! the
1: Alrighty, it's your boy, Sinister One broadcasting live from the City of
0: Champions, you are listening to The Booth. My first guest is up in the corner, but I got to say big thanks to my guests last week, first Tuesdays, Kenneth Diesenhoff, Robert Resnick, Ryan Carpenter were on last week. We had a hell of a show. We had a good time, and um, I am ready to get into this show tonight. Um, I got to thank some people coming up later in the show when we got some stuff coming up, but uh, tonight... Got a major guest on with me.
1: You've seen okay. From,
0: from some of the because I I play videos before the show go lives. We've got videos that play, and I try to make sure that I get all the local artist stuff in there. And one of the first videos that I have of you guys is is you know the Expendables is some of your early 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 music when you guys was really coming real hard on the local scene. You know you Jay Kenzer. You know, Dirt, Russell Claridge, all you guys was just holding it down. Shaw Elemental is on with me. We're going to talk some stuff tonight. And um, we got a lot of stuff uh, to talk about because uh, I know last week I had Ryan Carpenter on. We talked about an hour's worth of wrestling. But we pretty much just talked about, you know, the WWE with the stepping down of Vince McMahon. But I wanted to get this guy on here because wrestling right now, pro wrestling's hot. And we're going to get into this. Later on in the show. But right now, pro wrestling is on fire. <laughs> fire. Yeah. And it, it's something Another that volunteer. we can talk about Yeah, every week. So uh, I got to get into my sponsors, Michael Douglas, Barreto, MDB Electronics. If you got a controller that's broken or drifting or needs to be fixed, this is my guy. You send your controller out to him. You pay 40 bucks, And it's a lifetime warranty. He puts a little hologram stamp on it. If, if it goes and drifts again, or if you break a stick again, guess what? You ship it back to him. He fixes it. Boom, he sends it right back, free of charge. You can't beat that if you're a gamer like me and Sean, because we're going to talk a little bit about gaming, too. You know, uh-huh. I have two controllers. I have a Mandalorian Special Edition, and then I have my Call of Duty controllers, and I'm real anal about my controllers. So if I have one that breaks, I got to have a backup, bro. <laughs>
1: yeah, I just started fixing them myself.
0: And it's it's you know it's nice because when I had my 360 controllers, I used to fix them. But the fact that this guy, you know, what happened was, was I had one of these um special edition controllers, and I couldn't find the parts.
1: Mm. And He had it,
0: and I was like, oh, can I can I send this to you? And he's like, yeah, yeah that's send dope. me I'll, I'll fix it. And ever since then, he's you know, he, he, I've been putting him up as a you know as a sponsor. And it's not just Xbox controllers; he does PlayStation stuff. He also does uh, customized. Airbrush controllers. He had a sick marijuana leaf controller. He had another one with like all the movie serial killers on it. That was ill. It was ill. So check him out, Michael Douglas Barreto MDB Electronics. Um, oh, I also know everybody's like, why aren't you wearing the hat from yesterday? This is my Yankee hater hat. Um, as I said. During that promo, I'm not wearing that hat until Prova. <laughs> so August 18th. Um, <laughs> wow. Marie, my, my artist, you can see her, hear her everywhere. This music release, It's Personal, is coming up this Saturday. We are five days away. Tactical target systems. If you guys need to go to the range and look real cool at the range, the zombie targets are the thing to do when you head out to the range. My last winner of T-shirt was Felicia Damon. And um, I've got some other guys of the one. I just got to get my butt down there. Carl Bunnell, veteran-owned, residential and commercial, 774-400-5993, Old Colony Pest Control. We support veterans here on the booth. Veteran-owned business, if you got pests in your home, this is the guy to call. So let's get into the news booth. News booth, I'm being real biased reporting today for me, people. I'm sorry, I hate to say this, but the only news coming out of the Boston, Brockton, South Shore area today is my artist, Viana Marie's project. It's personal. The listening party is Saturday. My man, Leroy Irvin from 96.9, he's hosting the listening party. And I can tell you right now, she's been steady grinding, getting these tracks together. We're getting the final playlist for the album itself together. Still trying to figure out what's going to make the cut. We're five days out and we're still trying to see what's going to make the cut for this album. So it's August 13th. The pressure is on. The stress is on. But again, Saturday night, that's it. It drops. It's a listening party. It's private. And I got to ask Sha. What's it like? Tell them what it's like, man, when you're getting ready to drop that new EP. Even though you think you're done, what's it like right up to that last minute? Let them know, man. <laughs>
1: Yo, know, that's just the beginning of the work, though. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah, you drop something, but you got you to keep pushing it. You can't just stop once it comes out. A lot of people make that mistake, too. They're like, oh, my, my album's hey. out. And then that's it. It's like, no, nah, you gotta you gotta make videos, you gotta drop some singles, you know what I mean? You gotta you gotta have content, constant content, all that. It's very important. You can't just drop something and be like, all right, people, come to me. That don't work, especially <laughs> in this day and age. You just can't do that. It's not like it used to right? be you know?
0: right. We we book what we did was we booked performances. So the album drops on the thirteenth, and then we got we hit the road. <laughs> exactly. We, we gone. we out promoting because they're like well they haven't heard nobody's heard this music so we got to get out there and start hitting them with this new music and telling them how to get it so we and you know we got the 18th here in brockton our hometown at prova so that's going to be lovely and dope so you know hopefully we can see everybody and then we got a lot of we got a lot of other shows going on so this is the man like i said exp the expendables and um you guys aren't you guys working on some stuff right now behind the
1: scenes Oh yeah, we got. I just dropped an EP with uh, "Speak the Rebel last Friday. Scum Lords, go check yep. that out. Scum Lords EP, dope, dope. Been getting great feedback on that. Um, we got an EXP album in the can with DL. We're working on. Uh, Mister DL does all our videos and stuff. He's working mm-hmm. with everybody you could possibly think of. Um, legends across the board. Done videos for Red Man, Saigon, etc., etc., etc. Cypress Hill. Like He's plugged in with everybody, uh, but we just did an album completely produced by him. We just go to his crib and record right on the spot and just bang stuff out. Uh, that'll be coming out. We haven't like lined up an exact release date for that yet. We're working that out now. Uh, working on another EXP album currently as well. We just started working on um, JK. Jay Kinzer just dropped his album, The Force of Will. Everybody go check that out. It's fire. Definitely definitely hot uh we got a lot of stuff working i got um i got dastardly grin 2 coming soon i'm in the process of mixing and mastering that now um i'm working on an album with my dude bo fat from uh sorry bo fat from germany Mm -hmm. uh is a monster uh, that one's coming out crazy. That's like my magnum opus right now, in my mind anyway. I'm like, yo, this one is insane. Um, and like I said, we just got that new EXP stuff we're working on. Heavy's working on an album right now that's coming out crazy. So we're all working. I know GI and Dirk got some things that they're working on too. Hopefully they'll be coming out with some solo projects soon. So we got lots and lots of music coming up, definitely.
0: Nice, nice. Keep me in the loop, man, because you guys got some hardcore Absolutely. Ooh, hardcore music. I love you guys. I remember going out to see you guys way out there in the North Shore, and you guys just destroyed the stage that night. You guys just killed it. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Let's get into the legal booth. First story, the legal booth, father and son sentenced to life in prison. The neighbor, William Roddy Bryan, gets 35 years. The reason why he gets 35 years is because he had second thoughts. He brought the cell phone footage to a lawyer, and then the attorney was like, hell no, I can't. I can't help you with this. We're, we're turning this in. And this Amad Arbery case was born. Um, and they get life. They're going to jail for life. Um, they're not going to go to a federal prison. They're going to a state prison. So I, my worry was, was them going to a federal prison and then you know you end up with these guys who will end up with the white supremacist groups. In the, the problem here is that they're in a state prison. They're not going to be guarded as much in a state prison and be labeled racist killers. This is this is gonna be tough. This is gonna be scary for them, um, and rightfully so. <laughs> rightfully yeah. so. Um, you know they created a heinous crime, and if this if this video wasn't turned in for someone who had second thoughts, um, we may have never have known about this whole thing. So it's it's crazy stuff. Uh, getting into the entertainment booth. Got to mention it. Rest in peace, Olivia Newton-John, seventy-three years old. I'm a huge Grease fan. Anybody who watched her music, let's get. Most of us guys were teenagers when that Let's Get Video" Physical video came
1: out. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> we are all like... You know, and,
0: <laughs> you know, and I, hate to, I hate to admit this, but don't come after me, but I did go see Xanadu.
1: We all make mistakes.
0: <laughs> and don't forget the, the, the lead across from Olivia Newton-John and Xanadu was, I forget the actor's name, but he was the, the leader of the Warriors. So he did this movie, The Warriors, this badass, tough
1: film. He was the leader of The Warriors. One of my um, favorite Classic. Classic. Matter of fact, that's a movie. If you want to know what New York was like in the 70s and early 80s, just watch that movie because it was a different world. Yeah. People talk about New York
0: now, and it was like, whoa. And here's the funny thing about The Warriors. My dad took me to see that years ago in this little dungeon of a theater in downtown (laughs) Boston in Chinatown because at that time – That movie got banned everywhere for the violence. Yeah, they were afraid
1: of the gang violence and stuff.
0: The crazy thing is, is that you can show that movie today virtually uncut. Yeah. (laughs) It's absolutely nothing in that movie today that offends, or you can say you won't let your kids watch. It's insane how times The worst thing I can
1: think of in that movie is when he says something about strapping a mattress to her back. That's literally the worst thing I can think of in the whole movie. (laughs)
0: It's insane, yeah. you know, and it, it's crazy. The lesbian, you know, they had a whole lesbian game, the Lizzo's. But yeah, today, yeah. that would be like, that's no shocker. Everybody would be like, the lesbians.
1: <laughs> yeah, for real, for real. I was just talking about you that know? with my girlfriend. We were watching Sandman. And I'm like, yo, this show would not float like a decade or two ago because of all <laughs> like that stuff that's in it. Right. I don't give a crap. I'm like, these people exist, so let them have it. You know what I mean? Whatever. But back yeah, we'll then. talk, let's see. Yep, we got
0: our rest in peace. Here's another one too. And his. I just got to talk about this Roger Mosley, 83, passed away. We all knew him as the beloved TC. He was the partner of Magnum PI. Um, and, you know, this was at a time where, let's be, you know, to be honest, where black characters were coming into their own. You know, this was the late 70s, early 80s, when you had a guy like people would say, people back in the day would say, oh, black people can't. They're too stupid to fly helicopters. But this was a guy who served in Vietnam and, you know, they were buddies for life, you know, and this was a guy who was smart. He provided a little bit of comedic lines and things of that sort. So Roger Mosley from Magnum P.I. dies in 83. But again, like I said, some people don't think about that person's character and how much of an impact it was during that era. And um,
1: you know, no, absolutely. was a
0: good thing. Yeah, so a lot of people don't see that, but so rest in peace with him. Um, Also got to mention Oscar Mike Radio, which is co-produced by Sinister One Productions, your boy here. Uh, Oscar Mike Radio is nominated for a Veteran Podcast Award. Travis Partington is up for Best Overall Podcast. He's also nominated for Best News Podcast, and he's also nominated for Best Marine Hosted Podcast for 2021 Sinister One Productions. is looking to take home Three trophies and again Viana Marie's video is nominated for best video of the year at the 508 awards so let's see what's going to happen now this is why I got my man Sean on we got some topics here that we are just going to get into it. and break down because it has been wrestling and comic book movies have just Ooh. been tearing up social media why because Marvel come out and at the San Diego Comic Con, Marvel came out and was like, "Okay, we, we're we're about to drop our our whole card and show them all to you." And and they came out, they dropped the Wakanda Black Black Panther two trailer, Wakanda Forever. They dropped Secret Wars. They dropped. I mean, they was dropping stuff like they was just like, "Okay, top this." Nope, you can't because we're dropping this. Oh no, you can't because we're dropping this. And no, you can't because we're dropping this. And Marvel yeah. just laid it all out to the point where we're gonna talk about what DC finally did because i can tell you right now when when marvel did what they did i know dc dc executives were like oh oh, well, they're coming like this okay
1: they <laughs> so, should have been like that
0: <laughs> yeah you know? yeah because Mar- marvel has been holding it down let's and let's be honest here marvel put together a 10-year plan and you know kevin Feige, all these guys they put this the, the russos and all of them they put this plan together and they
1: killed it Absolutely. What, and what they happened with
0: the MCU is history. It's history. There's no, no other franchise can say they did what they did.
1: Absolutely. And they follow through on the plan. That's one of the things that DC just keeps screwing up. They come up with a plan and they don't stick with it long enough to see if it's going to work. And then they meddle with the d- directors and stuff like that. Don't let them do their job. If you're going to hire somebody to do a job, let them do it.
0: And and let's talk about the Marvel thing because you know this next topic we're talking about is casting. And Marvel did it right. Marvel came out the gate. They brought on Iron Man. And they had bad press right out the gate. They were filming Iron Man and they took a risk. They said, hey, we're going to hire Robert Downey Jr. Who at that time, no one in Hollywood was touching him because he was an alcoholic. He had drug problems. Nobody was touching him. He was insurance risk. Kevin Rus- um, the Russos and Faggy said, "Hey, we're going to take a chance on this guy, and um, this is going to start our franchise." And they made that first Iron Man movie,
1: and they didn't look back. No, <laughs> not at all. And they kept that's that's the follow through. You know, what I mean, they had they set up things and they followed through on it. Uh, my biggest issue with D, like I love I love both equally as far as like comic book yes. stuff, but uh-huh. I mean, there's no denying that the Marvel movies have been a step above. And to me, it's because of continuity and saying, all right, this is what we're doing. All right. So, like, for instance, there's been some Marvel movies that didn't hit quite as hard as other ones. And were in right. some people's right. eyes a little disappointing, not hugely disappointing, but a little bit. But if they were thinking like DC, that would have scared them and they would have changed the game plan and screwed everything up. Right. I mean, I look at the situation with Zack Snyder and I'm thinking Man of Steel was a good movie. Maybe not great, but it was good. Batman versus like Superman. It. The theatrical t- cut, trash, because you don't know why everything's happening. You watch the extended cut, it makes way more sense. It goes from like a 5 <laughs> to a 7.5 and 8. Right. Justice League. Oh, Josh Whedon cut, trash. So <laughs> trash. The Snyder <laughs> cut, masterpiece. It- it's insane. I'm like, this is what you should have done in the first place. Yeah. Why? Why? It makes no sense. None. Yeah, because the whole the
0: whole cyborg storyline, all of that, the whole Wonder Woman story, all of it was cut. just
1: insane in the Zack Snyder cut. Yep. And and we didn't cut all that out of the movie. It's crazy. And it don't make sense to me because I'm like, all right, if you're already this deep in, at least finish what you started. Let it play out. You know what I mean? Like, I don't drop an album and then I'm not pulling a Kanye and going back and taking songs off and replacing songs after it's out. Like I don't put it out until i feel it's ready that's what they need to do too instead of backtracking all the time and and then this studio interference with them is insane like every almost every director has to go back and do reshoots every time they got to do this they got to do that uh what's his name from suicide squad we know there's a better cut of suicide squad out there the first one
0: right the first one
1: Right. But they caved. They were like, oh, Deadpool, it's funny. We got to make it like Deadpool and make it funny and over the top. And that ruined it because it ruined the tone of the movie. It didn't know what it wanted That's to right. be in the end. That's right. Because they would have just let it be what be it was. Better.
0: Yep, exactly. Uh, we got a lot of people in the chat. What's going on? Georgina Nace and Dave Haggerty, regular viewer. Thank you for tuning in. Mark Powers, another regular for tuning in. I got my man Shaw Elemental on from EXP. And uh, before we get into we're, we're talking comic book movies tonight. And wrestling, um, and we're on the topic of DC. We're gonna get into the more DC talk after this. I got some questions because we're gonna talk about this whole background thing. But let's get into this one right here. This guy, this guy's in a lot of movies. We just seen him in Mandalorian. I'm actually playing the brand new Far Cry with him in it. But Giancarlo Gina Esposito has approached Marvel. Now nothing's etched in stone yet, uh, but the rumors are is that he's in talks to play Professor X in the X Men. And, you know, it hits social media. And, of course, you would think a lot of people would like to just, you know, talk about the whole thing and debate it. But it, it's turned into this ugly, nasty, racist thing. Oh, the woke where... bullshit and all that. Yeah. And and, and 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 here's the thing for me. Well, if you think you're woke and you're talking about this stuff right now, then you obviously don't know anything about the Marvel Comic Universe because the Marvel Comic Universe is overseen by characters that they call the Watchers. And if you watch What If... You can. What if tells you that anything is possible. What if number two was what if Rick Jones was saved Bruce Banner instead of Bruce Banner saving Rick Jones when the gamma bomb went off and Rick Jones ends up becoming the Hulk? That was in a what if issue. So Absolutely. people forget that in all of these different Marvel universes, characters have become different
1: races, and it's the same thing with DC. Different sexes, all that. It's it's all fluid. It's entertainment. It's a comic book. In the first first point, it's a comic book. You're really right. that upset about a character changing race? Does that change the story that much? In most cases, nobody had no, a problem with Nick Fury. Right. Nobody right. had a problem with Steve Jackson. Nick why? Fury. You know why? Though, because a lot of people didn't know who the hell he was before they it's saw like- those movie. Had <laughs> they, they probably would have been upset if they known he was David Hasselhoff in the past. You know what I mean? Like people. <laughs> It, 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 it drives me nuts with people. They just don't know what they're talking about. If you don't know the source material, then what are you even saying? Your comments don't and, even make sense.
0: And someone asked me, and I was kind of like, well, I'm only mad because I remember the day that they, that uh, I remember when it was rumored that there was an X Men movie coming out. And I remember Wizard Magazine had a whole thing where people sent in the letters of who they felt should be casted. I and like the that. real, yep, the whole true overall thing that everybody had submitted. Professor X had to be played by Patrick Stewart. That was like, that was the biggest thing. And no brainer. sure enough, he was, yep. he was a no brainer. He was casted. And to be honest, he was in Logan and he killed it. in Logan is Professor Xavier in
1: there too. Patrick Stewart kills everything. I'll watch that man cut grass. I don't oh, care. Have you watched He's Star amazing. Trek? The new Star Trek on CBS? Of course. <laughs> I'm a Trekkie too. I love that. Yo,
0: I got to catch Haziness. up on the last couple
1: episodes of Picard, but. I'm up on Discovery, love that show, and nice. you see people complaining about that too. Black female lead, oh my god, man, shut up!
0: I look, but, I saw black, I saw black guys complaining about a woman who was working her way to becoming a black Sith Lord, and I was like, what is with all these black guys with hate against this chick who's becoming a black Sith Lord? In Obi-Wan, I'm like, you all are crazy. I'm like, this is this is good right here. And now she may end up being a Jedi in the second season because she didn't yep. turn to the dark side. But let's get back to Gina Calo Esposito. Look, if there's anybody that I feel could come in and, and be a different Professor Xavier in the X... Because people forget the X-Men universe that's about to come into the MCU is, is this universe's X-Men. So you're not really getting the X Men that you've seen in all these other universes. You're now getting right. mutants in the MCU. So hey, what else? If you if you're gonna, we already know that here they don't call it what it was called in the comics. It's called variants. So here in this world, everybody's called different variants. And We've learned that with Loki that there the, the number of variants is un, it, there's no Infinite. no knowing because Kang with the Kang and Loki was like the hundred and third variant of of Kang. And he was the nice one. So, you know, so you've got this variant of Professor Xavier, who is now a minority, which if you were smart, you realize that
1: when people talk to Stan Lee, he talked about the creation of the X-Men. That's the whole point of the X-Men. You know where I learned? (laughs) Other than like my parents telling me not to treat people different. You know where I learned that stuff? Reading X-Men. That's right. Reading X-Men. Because I was like, oh, I get what they're trying to say. I understood it. And it blows my mind that people grew up on that, feel that way after reading that stuff. I'm like, how could and, you possibly? Yep. You should have learned that. Stan, way.
0: Lee, Stan Lee admitted, he said, Professor Xavier was Martin Luther King, Magneto
1: was Malcolm X. Yep. And it's, and, and, I mean, and, Giancarlo has the gravitas to play that role. He has the presence, yes. that calm, but yet, Serious, threatening demeanor without being thre- like that whole thing. I think he could nail that. Yeah, I, I, I to be honest, I can't, I,
0: I can't really see anybody else that I could think of. Even, even if if they were cast another white person, like I said, I'm very, I'm very biased towards Patrick Stewart. But if we had to create another variant and bring in a different actor that's going to really change that dynamic of mutants in this version of the MB- MCU, oh my god, I, I'm applauding this. I'm saying, hey, this is just a different variant. A Professor Xavier, which we've already now established, and I think he has the acting chops to pull off a Professor Xavier. 100%. 100%. He's loved. 100%. He's loved. People love him in the sci-fi world. People love him in comic book world. So all you racists and everybody out there who's
1: talking about this. Sit down. That's another thing. How are you going to be an X-Men fan and a racist? That don't even make sense. (laughs) Like, what? What is wrong with you? You know? Like, I, I that whole thing blows my mind I'm just like wow like that incel community with their hatred of women and people of color thing I just don't get it I mean I get it you don't get none you're angry at the world because you don't get none All right, whatever but like really it's a comic book movie you gotta get that upset about it it's a movie what are they gonna just wait when James Bond is black watch the world just go up in flames I oh know,
0: i know and here's Ugh. the thing a lot of people um the writer he never mentioned a race ever in the james bond books a race no? was never mentioned he said so it could be virtually anybody to play it you know so well it's going to be interesting it's going to be interesting so we're going to get into this next discussion kevin smith who you guys know comic book men uh They've got Clerks 3 coming out, which I can't wait to see because that was one of the best movies ever. But Kevin Smith knows his comic books. This is a guy that you can't really argue and debate with. He knows his shit when it comes to comic books. And he slams Warner Brothers for axing Batgirl because Batgirl was to be released DC after, like we said, saw what MCU was dishing out. They said, okay, we got to start trashing and keep... figuring out what we're going to do here. So they trashed Batgirl, which was done, $90 million in production. Um, they've dumped it. Even myself, I felt... Even with wow, Michael Keaton in it. Yeah, I, I That's know. That's crazy. I know. So I wondered if it's going to come back, and maybe this is bad press that we've seen where people use bad press to bring good press in, and if they'll release it later on on HBO Max and get a ton of streaming numbers because they want to see what people are going to say, this could be the route that they're doing. They could be playing everybody. But right now... It's scrapped, and I was upset that they scrapped it. It was a ninety million dollar film. Yet Urza Miller, who's coming up in my next topic here, um, he's been in a ton of legal troubles, and and it's gonna get to this point where DC is gonna be pushed into a corner, and they're gonna have to make a decision about this Flash film because now it's too late to recast and reshoot. It's too late now. It, it's way yeah, too late. Yeah, you can't do nothing. But yeah. he, the next story coming up is more troubles about Urza Miller. So. I was upset that Batgirl got dumped. Um, again, people stop bringing race into it. They're saying, oh, it's because it's a Latino Batgirl. It has nothing to do with that. If it was a Latino Batgirl, they would have never no. allowed it. It was a, a money a thing. It, Yeah, it's it's a money thing. Um, and again, I've had this conversation with actually my artist, Vianne Marie, about with social media, bad press has been adding up to good press. And it's that's been the formula for everything And now. Bad press sets Absolutely. the role... It sets the ball in motion. That's neither when
1: he being an yeah, artist like people like beef like as an artist they'd rather see beef on the Facebook than click on a music link. You know what I mean? They 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 mm-hmm. want they want the smoke. I guess you could say, and it, it's yeah. it's like that whole car crash thing. Like, oh, you can't look away from a car crash, you know? And right. that's right. that's what's in vogue right now, and that's what gets attention. So people just go with it. With with Batgirl, too, it's like you spent $90 million, finished filming a movie, and you're not going to put it out to try to recoup some of that money? Yeah. It can't be that bad. From what I was seeing, too, it tested just as good as Black Adam. So if they tested the same, what's the difference? You tell me. Right. I know what it is. Yeah. Dwayne Johnson. Because they're like, he's a huge <laughs> star. Even if this movie sucks, people are going to go see it. Look at Venom. It made lots of money. Mm-hmm. Those movies weren't that good. I enjoyed them for what they were. But storyline-wise, I mean, they were basically the same movie twice. They just switched out Carnage for whoever the first symbiote was. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, Right. It was right. kind of the same blueprint. And that's like Morbius. I actually didn't hate that as much as everybody else did. But that's because I sat there and watched everybody take dumps on it constantly. And I was like, oh, this movie must be trash. So my expectations were super low, which allowed me right. to enjoy the right. movie for what it was. I feel like right. people... It- Put these expectations on things instead of just like experiencing,
0: and people and then forget it too.
1: Here. People didn't even
0: know this, but uh, the first MCU movie, which people a lot of people don't know, and I debate and I let them know and, and kill them, is incredible. Blade. Blade was the first. Oh no, yeah. Blade! Blade was the first MCU movie. That was the movie when new when they went public. New Line Cinemas was the first one to come in, and Blade was the first MCU movie. Now here is the thing about this: Blade was originally casted. For LL Cool J, LL Cool J stepped down and said, well, I got an offer to do any given Sunday. So he stepped away and they were like, well, holy shit, who are we going to pull in? And at that time, Passenger 57 was big and they took a risk and they said to Wesley Snipes, hey, can you come in and do this film? And Wesley said, hey, the only way I'm doing this film, because Wesley was this big martial arts spiritual guy, can I bring this stuff all into my character? And they were like, well, we got Wesley Snipes from Pastor 57. Guess what? This is the first of the MCU movie films where a, we're testing this. And guess what, people? It was a, a major hit. Not a, two trilogies. Not MCU, though. Just Marvel. Yes, yes. Marvel. To but be clear. At the at that end of that film, if you watch, if you have the director's cut co- on DVD, there's a character at the end of that film when they're on the rooftop, that character was Mobius he was supposed to come in in the sequel and Marvel decided to change their minds on that second film. And then they kind of went that whole vampire Hunter D rip off. And I love blade 2 Don't get me wrong. I love blade Two, but the characters from blade Two, the vampire characters were all based off of vampire Hunter D anime. So, which I don't, I don't care because at that that time in the nineties, a lot of California, a lot of action movies were stealing from anime. Anime. That's a whole nother
1: conversation. Look, when I watched blade runner, a lot of that, to me, it seems like Akira influence. Mm-hmm. Although they, I think they did come around out around the same time, At but the it's same time that- people
0: Akira was ver- was an old movie, and then people don't realize that it was actually remastered and brought back out because everybody was so hot about seeing this legendary movie that everybody had heard of but nobody had seen. But Akira was actually a really old Japanese anime, and then they remastered. It. So you are right; yeah, it did have that. Cool. Blade Runner influences. So, um, but again, you know, we're, we're getting kind of away on some of this stuff, but it, like I said, I've been <laughs> loving to talk about this stuff. Uh, but again, the Batgirl movie's dumped, but just because it's dumped, people, it doesn't mean it may see the light of day. Let's remember, people, the Zack Snyder Justice League, that all started from a Twitter post. Let's be honest here. Yep. It all started about a Twitter post, and then we were told it's never going to happen. Remember, we were pretty much told it's never—you're never, never going to see it. In the light, and guess what happened? Social media kept it the going, pressure.
1: And it, Put yeah. the pressure, you know. Yep. And then we got what yep. we wanted, and it was, and it was, and it was <laughs> phenomenal, dude. From
0: the opening, the opening scene was just—it set the tone. Like when I when I sat down and watched that Zack Snyder cut. The first five minutes, I said, man, Zach is letting us know that this is this is how this movie is supposed to be. Hold on, yeah. it's gonna be a ride.
1: <laughs> it had a very um what's the word I'm looking for? The whole feel to it was very just otherworldly and like um what's the word I'm looking for? I it just had such a feel to it that was its own, but it's just big. And like it reminded me of, like, the way they went about the cinematography and the storytelling in it reminded me of, like, mm-hmm. classic, classic stories like the um, Odyssey and stuff like that when you oh, read it and yes, it gives you, like, yes. this vibe. You know what I mean? And it's like, you know that this is a world and there's more going on. And it's like, just the filming and everything on that. Zack Snyder, I, I'm i a fan of his. His Watchmen, oh, love it. Phenomenal. Yes. I think his worst movie to me was the... Um, the one with the blonde chick, and she was in her dreams and all that. I can't think of the name of it right now.
0: Oh, uh, uh, I know what you're talking about. I forget the title, but I, I fell in love with Zack Snyder with 300. When I saw 300 and then I watched the director's cut and how he took this six-budget film, six-digit budget film, and he made – he did – Zack Snyder did something with 300 that he never did before. First of all, he took a low-budget movie, and he – ten times the amount of money it brought in. And the movie company was like – this movie only cost this much to make, and they gave him like the shittiest opening week weekend. And it distro- it was historic to the point where now this week, that weekend is now one of the big weekends to release movies on because everybody saw what 300 did on that weekend,
1: which was historically
0: yep. a crappy weekend to release movies. But I remember them talking about how they just filmed the whole movie in one studio and they had a scene where they're going off to war, but it was like an eight foot, Walk and then they all had to duck down beneath the staging, and he's they they it was just like it was insane to watch the director's cut. But Zack Snyder put it together, and people forget too. There's a scene in 300 where they won an Academy Award, where um, King Leonidas throws the spear and he's fighting. There's that slow mo scene where he's fighting, and um, what he did was he took three cameras and he put each one in different spots, and then he melded. The three cameras together, which is something that's never been done before in the history of movies, and he created this whole in and out without zooming, and they won an Academy Award yeah. for that. That was an achievement. It was an achievement. And Zack Snyder, that really set his tone for movie making, in in here. Yeah. And I, like I said, when when that whole thing went down with him and they and they went with Whedon, I I liked Whedon for what he did for CW and and and, and Angel and all that stuff. I like that stuff, but he wasn't that great when it came to channeling over to movies. I wasn't happy with him in movies, so when they dumped Zack Snyder and went with him, I was like, oh,
1: Yeah, yeah, me too. And the thing with Zack Snyder, too, is, like, what I love about him is he appreciates and respects the source material. So he takes all the best stuff from the source material, carries that over, and then adds his own touch to it. But, like, like Watchmen, When I watch that movie, I'm like, it's almost like I'm reading the book, but it's brought to life. Other than the changed ending, which does make sense, because a giant squid attacking a city doesn't really, isn't the greatest ending to a movie, so I thought he kind of improved that a little. But for the most part, I mean, you like, his Batman versus Superman, to me, that the only mistake made with that, that should have been two movies. They should have had one movie that tackled the Dark Knight Returns and one that tackled the death of Superman. What the mistakes they made was jamming those two stories together and then doing that most ridiculous theatrical cut that took out all the motivation for Lex Luthor and all the story for why everything was even happening. I remember watching the theatrical cut and I'm like, the effects are good. I love Ben Affleck as Batman, but like, why is this all happening? And then I saw the director's cut and I'm like, Oh, you had 15, 20 minutes worth of stuff. And now everything (laughs) makes sense. Why would you take out the parts that made it make sense? That's Doug, Warner Brothers' biggest problem—they just can't leave leave it alone. They gotta. Eh, we don't uh, like this, and, and I, hate,
0: like, I hate to say this, I'm, I'm like you, man. I
1: I had no issues with Batfleck. I had no. I, I, I liked like him. As Bat Fleck, man. He's. <laughs> I got Keaton and Batfleck as my two favorite Batman. Like yeah. to me, Ben Affleck nailed the gritty, beat up, old, grizzled. I'm sick of this crap. Like I've had enough, Batman. That's why he was killing people in Batman versus Superman. But you notice yep. by Justice League, he had kind of been like, oh, I kind of see the light now. And he wasn't the same at that point. And that was kind of the whole story arc. But they ruined right. it in that because you were like, what's going on? Why is he doing this? Yeah, it,
0: It's crazy. So
1: okay. we're going to get into Like
0: I said, we're going to stick on DC. So Urza Miller, they were accused of stealing alcohol from a, a Vermont home. And they were now cited For this, um, he's actually due to be here in Massachusetts because he had took an Indian girl when she was younger, and she's still with him, and um, he's also got these uh, child molestation accusations for a young boy against him, and again, you know, they're still putting out the flash, and you know, now there's this whole group that's looking to tell DC, well, you dropped Batgirl, you should drop the flash, and the pressure's on, but... Unfortunately, Flash right now
1: is $200 million in the hole. Yeah. <laughs> Flash is a much bigger character than Batgirl. So, and so here's a if, question, if though. If he really did if... all this, though, wouldn't he be something be happening? That's what I'm missing here. I don't see any actual, like, legal action happening. I hear lots of accusations, but I don't well, really He's got all these much. court
0: cases. He's got all these court cases coming up but he's on the run from California. And I'm wondering why they didn't arrest him in Vermont for what he's wanted for in California. So that's, that's kind of confusing. My question to you is, is if the flash wasn't connected to the justice league franchise, and if it was a standalone, do you think that DC would have probably have dumped this by now and recasted it? If didn't have that if, connection to those justice league films,
1: I think if he didn't have the connection and they didn't, and they only spent 90 million, like on Batgirl. Absolutely. But because of right. the Justice League connections, and everybody knows that's going to be a big reset so they can kind of fix things because they're going with the Flashpoint paradox storyline. Right. Yes, that's right. At the end of it, it's a whole... If anybody's ever read that or watched the animated movie, we, we know what happens at the end. Everything's kind of reset and they start over. And in a movie world, that's the perfect time to recast everybody. I, me right. personally, I don't think they should go the Marvel route until they put out that movie because it's not going to make much sense if they don't. It's just gonna be like, oh, okay, all of a sudden everything changed, you just canned everything. I, I'm I'm not a big fan. I feel like when you start something, you should finish it. Perfect example. I'm a huge Terminator fan. Terminator, the Sarah Connor Chronicles. Great show. Great show. Oh my god, fuck oh, season yes. two. They left us on the illest <laughs> cliffhanger, and then they just canceled the show and we never found out what happened. You can't it's give us hot. a two-hour made-for-tv movie to just at least finish the story. You owe us that. And- I bought the (laughs) Blu-rays. Come on. Like, what? TV
0: TV filmmaking at its best. I was excited. Um, But here we go. We're going to get into this trailer. I got to show you guys this trailer coming up right here. Netflix just released. DC's The Sandman, the official trailer, has come out. I'm going to get this off you because it just – released this weekend, so here it is right now, here's the trailer for DC's The Sandman, which originally was a graphic novel, it came out as a graphic novel, but here it is. Coming into wrestling right after this.
1: You're waking world shape.
0: No, not yet, I not yet. You. No, don't. <laughs> Is it dark? Is it dark like the dreams? Is
1: it dark like the graphic that I create and which yeah. I must control? He's out there looking for me, isn't he?
0: Can you imagine you can the damage he could
1: was do a big I need your help. If dreams disappear, then so will humanity.
0: I could do without dreams for a while. I haven't had a decent night's sleep in ages. I'm
1: not going to stop
0: until I've yeah, reshaped my this world. Yeah, my brother's the same way. It took him forever, but he's on. Tell he's us doing us the digital now. power of dreams in um, I thought about giving up. But I have a job to yeah, do. Yeah, I've got all my comics And I do it. Things like,
1: have you know, I changed. <laughs> Your eyes
0: will tell me everything. all in my life. Every thought. Every I, I was night. pissed because the mic got into one of my boxes, and it was my whole wrong
1: My time. creations. I had do not the walk amongst warm. the living, I had killing the mortals for pleasure. Do you think dreams dream. can die? Let's find out. The probe was dead. Wrong. It means you a fool. Nightmares do not belong in the waking world. Oh, yeah. it turns out I fit right in.
0: Don't fucking die. Yeah, she's part of
1: the Brotherhood of Nevergreen. I'm coming back in. Mr. Sandman, we- All right, we're back here at the booth, broadcasting live.
0: Netflix is killing me because I see a lot of y'all on Netflix complaining about the monthly price. Shut up, shut up. You know what? For, for, for you guys who are complaining about that, I got something for you. Stop doing that. Stop. Stop complaining about your Netflix prices, people. Because Netflix is giving us, it's giving us some some masterpieces, man. Oh cool. for, for our little ten months, ten dollars, twelve dollars a month, man.
1: And you've already Straight said you've seen along. it. Sandman. Worth yeah. it. <laughs> Extreme. I'm happy with just Stranger Things and Sandman. I'd pay that much for. It. It's cheaper than going to the movies.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely.
1: It's cheaper and they than got going to the movies. movies on it. Some of the it, like well, um the Info- oh, one of those um, movies they put out recently. It was like maybe six months a year ago, but um actually no, now that I think about it, it's a couple years ago. But uh Hemsworth was in it. He was like um like a Oh, Black the, Ops, the military. Dude. Yes, yeah, they
0: they they're making a sequel to that film.
1: Oh, dope. that was good. So, I can't remember the so name. So of to it,
0: be but... honest, Zack Snyder's Army of the Dead, great movie. Was... <laughs> I love that. that. I'm badass, a but
1: girl, but I love that.
0: That was that was crazy because I went in with that one with because I'm not a real big. I'm I have a love hate relationship with Dave Bautista. I have a love hate with him as an actor, and I felt like wow, he actually nailed this movie being the leading man. He. He did it. He pulled it off. Um the thing with me for Netflix is is what's up Kevin Jeffries? The thing why I feel like Netflix is worth it, it has things that I probably would never watch. So, when I watched The Kingdom, the zombie, not king not the Kingdom MMA, The Kingdom Zombie Korean show, that shit. That have you if you if you guys haven't seen The Kingdom Zombie show on Netflix, it's getting ready to come into its third season. Look, I've watched every zombie movie out there. Um, fast zombies are my fear. I, I'm, I'm the guy that if there was fast zombies, I'm killing myself. If they, if they were if they were World War <laughs> Z zombies, if they were trained to boost on. Look, if they were trained to boost on some zombies, I, if i seen it on my TV set and if I'm in Call my house, I'm putting a gun to my mouth. I'm, I'm done. Train to boost on zombies, I'm done. I'm I'm not I'm not sticking around it's not worth being alive. See, it's, I'm
1: stubborn. I'm fighting till the end.
0: <laughs> oh, but train the Busan zombies, you couldn't even kill them with a headshot. They still came. They, they those were oh, crazy zombies. Yeah, they so you were just crazy gotta but spray the whole body. You got to dismember them. You have to dismember them. And if you haven't seen Train to Busan, check it out but Netflix The Kingdom. It's a zombie series. It's based during the samurai era of Japan. So it's all oh. swords, but here's the crazy thing. It's how the zombie apocalypse starts because in the Shogun era, you had those who were super filthy rich. And in the Shogun area, you had those who were super, super poor and you know something, maybe <laughs> Maybe I should put a spoiler up because I can talk about this. Because it's kind of like, let me see, let's do this. Here. Let me cover my ass and be like, <laughs> spoiler alert. I'll
1: put the spoiler alert for you guys just so you know. Yo, all right, speaking of spoiler of alert. I know you're an Xbox guy, but Ghost yep. of Tsushima, phenomenal game. If you like samurai stuff, phenomenal.
0: Oh, Oh, and I'm a guy who spent a lot of time on, you know, a lot of the Shogun games, Ninja Blade, all them games. But Kingdom, uh, Kevin Jeffries is asking, when does CMA came out? And it came out this weekend. So for those who don't, this is I gave it the spoiler. Kingdom. We've had zombie movies where we, you know, it starts one way. It starts this way. What happens in the Kingdom and how the zombie apocalypse starts is that there's a doctor who does some experiments. And he creates zombie a zombie with a flower while well, the zombie bites the king of this shogun era that he's the lord he's the emperor politic wise if the king dies the son is supposed to take the throne well the son is a bastard child because he had a baby with a woman outside of the marriage so the queen who's jealous of this bastard baby, she knows that if he stays alive, this guy can never become the king. So what she does is she finds out about the zombie and has the zombie bite the king. So the king is a zombie, but they play it off and they tell everybody, oh, he's sick, he's sleeping, but at this time, he's a zombie. It's it's insane. What happens is, is that to, kill the, to take care of the proof of what they've done, they take the zombie that bit the king They chop the zombie up and then they feed the zombie to the poor people in the poor village. What they don't know is that by eating the zombie to hide the evidence creates the zombie. Dude, it's insane! It's the most insane way. Dude, you're gonna you're gonna hit me up here, yo. Two
1: of my favorite things.
0: (laughs) Oh my god, you're gonna hit me up and you're gonna be like, "How did I not know about this effing show?"
1: (laughs) I probably will.
0: You are gonna be like, and, and, and like I said. It's zombie world, but they do have guns, but they don't have gun. They have back in the samurai period, they have muskets.
1: Yeah, so imagine- gunpowder in China.
0: <laughs> imagine zombies coming after you and you gotta
1: <laughs> Yeah, no, I don't know if you saw Prey yet. There was an ill scene in that new Predator movie, Prey. I haven't seen it yet. Where, I was yo, watch I, it. I won't ruin it. You gotta watch that. But it you'll when you see the scene, you'll know because we just had that. <laughs>
0: uh oh, I hate when spam pops up during the show if you deposit. Such and such, I'll put it in your cash app Thank you Spammer Um, But hey, it's good stuff So, 7.45 So let's get into this before we get into wrestling DC, here's my problem with DC movies right now DC movies are so bad Yet, the CW shows, the HBO Max shows The DC Animated Universe are like up here They're so much better than the DC movie product And nobody seems to bring this up Nobody seems to address this I've been watching Titans. I've been watching oh, um,
1: all so the good. shows on DC. Doom they're, Patrol. They're, oh my god, Doom Patrol is so. So, dope. so this is how <laughs> it's everything insane. sticks out to me. Ready? Comic wise, DC Marvel pretty much tied. Mm-hmm. Animated movies. We got DC here, Marvel way down here. Yeah, yeah way down. Live way action down. movies. Yeah. So they're all hitting things. It's like DC just can't get the live action right so far. I mean, they have in certain instances, but it's like I, I don't know. I don't get people. Sometimes I watch the same thing as people, and I'm like, I did you watch the same thing I did? Because that's not how I interpreted that. But,
0: Man, but I, I mean, love, there's no
1: argument that Marvel's doing better. I love
0: Titans. I love Duke great Patrol. show. It, it it's been insane. Um, the fact that the DC animated kicks ass over and over and over again is just and here's the thing too i tell a lot of people when you watch dc animated don't let your kids watch DC oh no, animated, no 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 no. because the holly quinn series someone said oh i'm gonna let my Ooh. kids watch the holly quinn i'm like whoa like, no don't do that no <laughs>
1: hold up <laughs>
0: Hold up. You can't you can't <laughs> let your, kid, your kids... You're going to get a call from the school on Monday if you let your kids watch the Holly Quinn yeah, animated show. They're going to drop a C-bomb <laughs> on the teacher or
1: something. You never know. Oh, man. It's, it's insane. Honestly, it's good stuff. I wish DC would take the approach they do to the animated movies to the live-action ones. They take great storylines and adapt them. Why can't they do that? They focus in on a character first, storyline second. They should focus storyline first, Character second, in that sense, because then now you're making just good movies. Good stories are the 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 heart of a good movie. If you don't have a good story, you yeah. have nothing. And right. the animated movies they drop, they cover the greatest storylines they've ever done. Hush, Batman. Hush, uh, Batman and Son. um The Killing Joke. um Oh man, so many uh, Flashpoint, Su- Superman and
0: up. the Red Hood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the
1: Death of Superman. The second time, not the first time. The first one was kind of trash, but the second one was good. The Reign of the Superman, which was the follow-up to Death of Superman. That was dope, too. And those didn't exactly follow the comics, but they took the beats for the main beats and used it. And I think DC could definitely improve things by taking that approach rather than, oh, it's Batman, 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 down your throat 24-7. I'm a huge Batman fan, got a huge collection. But Mm -hmm. where's Martian Manhunter? great character how did he not end up in the justice league you know what i mean i know cyborg is, to me cyborg's more of a titans character than a, a justice league character because historically Fine. he's been in titans way longer than he was in the justice League. not Fine. to say he, like anything about his character in the movies he's been in because i actually did like his character but overall i was kind of like where's martian manhunter and then guess what in the snyder cut well who'd we get I know. He, he's he's he, and he's been here since oh, Man of Steel, Man <laughs> Steel. <Yep. laughs> which was
0: yeah. which was dope as hell. <laughs> yeah, long tor- term storytelling. That's the that thing. To like, me, I feel like I, I hate to say this, but when I saw that Justice League and that part came up, and he said, I've been here. And when I was like, I was like, oh my god, I love Zack Snyder. <laughs> it was like that just right. blew my mind, dude. I was like, dude, yep. he's been here since Man of Steel. I was like, holy Christ, this is insane! And yep, I, yep. Yeah, it was unbelievable. So, Moving on, we're at 749. Let's get into this wrestling talk. Um mm. He said his own movie. Oh, yeah. So Triple H, Trip- oh, Kevin Jeffy said, I heard his own movies coming. Oh, yes. You can't have an actor play that role and not think that you're going to have a movie coming with Mosh and the Man out there. That's got to be part of this whole thing. Oh, we could only. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh Triple H said, He is moving WWE from sports entertainment to pro wrestling. Look, I'm loving right now. We're going to get into this. I I love it, but here's the problem. We can't say that because, unfortunately, there was a lawsuit that forces them to call it sports entertainment that they lost in Pennsylvania Supreme Court, which is the reason why they have to call it sports entertainment, which I get. So he's going to have to work his way around that. But when you're talking pro wrestling and what they're doing – Triple H and Stephanie, go ahead. Exactly, officially they have to. So right now, since Triple H and Stephanie McMahon have taken over, um, they they are doing no wrong. First of all, this last pay-per-view SummerSlam was, I'm not going to lie, it was very entertaining. Um, They brought in some people that we weren't expecting to come in. Um, I'm very happy, and I'm not a a big fan of of the Paul brothers, but – I got to give credit where credit's due. He can wrestle.
1: No, he can wrestle. Can wrestle. Yo, He's he better than a couple people that are actually wrestlers that they got. O- almost yeah. or whatever, Osmos or whatever the hell his name is, that eight-foot yeah. dude.
0: Yeah, he, yeah, is, a sh- the time. he is bad. W- waste of time. And here's the thing, people. I was a big fan of NXT. And what, what you're too. seeing right now is what tr- Triple H is bringing that NXT experience. I'm already looking forward to see when they're going to bring Nikita Lyons up. That's who I'm really, I'm really feeling right now down there, is Nikita Lyons. Um, Tomasu has now made his appearance. Karrion Cross made his appearance. Oh, my God. Um,
1: that one, I can't believe that Vince screwed the pooch on that one. When I saw Karrion Cross yeah. back in the day before he was even in NXT, I was like, that's a Vince guy. Vince is going to love this guy. And then he got him and was like, all right, we're going to make you a corny gladiator and take away your beautiful wife. <laughs> who helps you who makes your entire entrance? I was like, what is he doing right now? I was like, this guy is ill. And the, once he goes away, what happens? Triple H is like, all right, come back over here. I got you. I was Man. never a fan of Triple H as a wrestler, but as a a promoter and like him running the show and booking, he knows what he's doing. And the Look at, this like we said, NXT before they 2.0'd it. And the
0: rumors yep. are that they've already sat down with Sasha Banks and Naomi. Yep. And the word is is because people forget. Hey, we're into September. Summer Slam is over. We're getting ready to head into the road to WrestleMania after Survivor Series. Yeah. And this is this is the big push to the biggest. And this look, all eyes in professional wrestling world right now is on Triple H and Stephanie. Everybody's Absolutely. watching to the point. You've got your AEW hat on. And Tony Khan, when he was asked about McMahon being gone and Triple H taking over, he applauded it, because Tony Khan knows that he can't survive without competition. And we were just talking off air about we could end up getting back to the, the the nights where we had Raw going up against Nitro, which was some of the best wrestling of its time of its Absolutely. era. Absolutely, you know. And I talked about this last week with Ryan Carpenter. I said it was so competitive. That at the end of the month, you had your pay-per-views and guys' contracts were up. And I said, I'll never forget Rick Rude losing
1: on on one night and shows up on Monday night.
0: He was on Raw
1: and Nitro (laughs) on the same night because they were taping Raw. (laughs) He had a mustache on Raw and then he shows up on Nitro clean shaven. And Yeah, like, and
0: he says, what a difference oh. 24 hours makes in his shoot. And it was like, holy yeah. Christ, this was the best yeah. that we will hopefully we will see. And the, to be honest, the closest we've seen of that generation with that is Cody Rhodes coming from AEW to WrestleMania yeah.
1: this year. That was that Which was the big. One I understand what the I mean, with out. the family history and everything. I can see why he did that. Mm-hmm. I can see why he did it. He's like, all right, I have to do less work. All I have to do is focus on wrestling instead of being an executive. And the one thing my family never got was that title. So to me, it made sense for him to do that because it's like, that's, that's a legacy thing. He can be the Rhodes, and I think he will be the Rhodes to win the WWE title, whether it's the Universal or the regular one. But I, I definitely think that he's probably going to be in the co-main event of next WrestleMania and will probably win the belt at WrestleMania. Um, and I think he deserves it to be honest with you. I was never a huge fan of his, like his run in AEW. I was kind of like, what is he doing exactly? But it seemed like he was almost afraid because he was involved in booking and stuff like that. He didn't want to, he was one of the boys still, but he was also an executive. So I feel like he didn't want to have them be like, oh, you're only doing this because you're, you know, an executive. You can do that. That's the only reason you're doing this. So he was like, all right, I'll, I'll do things the right way. And he kind of held himself back because of that. But now he's free of that and he can go for what he really wants. So I'm I'm all for it. I love it. I want to see back and forth constantly. Because remember back like you were saying, back in the Nitro and Raw days, it was like you never knew who was gonna show up. Best That's right. best first appearance ever, in my opinion, Chris Jericho. He comes out day one. I loved him in WCW. I actually somewhere yeah, I have yeah. a WCW Monday Night Jericho shirt somewhere in the stash. But I remember he came out that night and the first person they put him up against was the rock. And I'm like, yo, I'm like, Jericho can talk. So can the rock. This is going to be good. And it's one of the best first appearances ever for anybody. That that That's was huge. huge.
0: And I see some people in the chat. One of the wrestlers will be back. Well, there's a big rumor out there right now that they're shooting for the rock to take on Roman reigns for the family head of the table um, at WrestleMania. I, I, I'm torn, I don't see it happening but The Rock has two things to promote next summer, XFL and the Black yep. Adam movie and The Rock has always timed his return to the WWE around major movie releases, he did it for The Mummy um, The Scorpion King, he came back he did it, I forget what other movie one of, Fu- one of the Fast and the Furious movies that he was the the big one he came back and he wrestled that year Um, the year when he brought Ronda Rousey to wrestlemania um he was on another movie that he was out there trying to promote so again there's a very good chance that we may see roman reigns against the rock um to be honest i would like to see that dynamic because now we're talking family where so my thing is is okay so here you go you bring this dynamic in where do the usos stand in this battle You know what I'm saying? Do they end up getting divided?
1: Yeah, because let's be honest. The Rock is the real head of the table. It ain't Roman Reigns. All he's going to do is show up and be like, excuse me, son? What? (laughs) What? (laughs) Nah. And it won't take much. It really won't take much to make that a a big match. And really, that's the only thing I want to see out of Roman Reigns. He's been killing it as the bad guy, but I hate this whole not having a champion on TV nonsense or like that's one reason I was never a big fan of Brock Lesnar coming back every time because I'm like, oh, here we go, he's gonna win the championship and be gone for six months. Right. And it's like that kills it for me a little bit. But
0: and let's and let's be honest, Brock Lesnar who killed it at SummerSlam, he lost it, but he was still the huge major crowd favorite. He took that yep. freaking John Deere tractor, lifted the ring up. Um, he's <sighs> very animated and and he can work the mic now.
1: Yeah, he never could he's before.
0: not this one-dimensional guy. I don't know what yeah. happened with him. Somebody said something and got in his ear and said, hey, man, you need to start working the mic, and um, yeah. you got
1: to do this. Show some personality. And, and t- I know yeah. if I was a paying fan at that show, though, I would have been heated for that match because he left the tractor up <laughs> and blocked half the crowd from seeing the ring and what was going on. I would have been throwing <laughs> stuff at them at that point. I'd be like, I thank you how much for you to block the ring so I can't see it in the main event out of all matches? That to me, I, watching it, that's all I was thinking. I'm like, if I was there, I'd be really mad right now.
0: Right, exactly. But luckily, yeah. I'm watching so, it on but, TV. So whatever. <laughs> Brock Lesnar stole the show that night. He was the man, and I get to give him props. We got about two minutes left here to talk oh, about big though.
1: returns. But Braun Strowman, yeah. I'm calling it now. Braun Strowman will be back soon. You think so? I hope Tell so. I'm, I'm a fan of Braun, except for his internet persona, but I just don't pay attention to it. But as he was huge <laughs> over at one point, and they blew it with him.
0: They I gave agree. him the title way I agree. too late. I agree. I agree. We're gonna I'm gonna we're gonna see. We're gonna see Triple H and Stephanie are doing good right now. Um I'm like I said, we're getting ready to head into Road to WrestleMania. So all eyes are gonna be on this product. Um uh, look, Michael Cole has already done a 180 because now he's oh, he's God. allowing Michael Cole to say what the hell he wants. There's yep. no banned words. Michael Cole can be like, okay, Michael Cole is already killing now. it.
1: They can say wrestling. They can say belt. Yeah, it, it's uh, Those things never made sense to me either. I'm like, what? It was all perception yeah. defense, though.
0: It's crazy. Okay, so we got to blow through these other ones. Great discussion here. In the sports booth, NFL week one, guys, preseason. Um, I won't be screaming at the TV like a maniac, so you won't have to call the cops on me. It's only preseason. Half these guys who are playing this week in the NFL will be bagging your groceries next week because they'll be
1: cut. Or in the XFL. Yeah, that's true, because they did
0: sign a developmental deal with the NFL. XFL is going to be a, a legit feeder system, so guys who get cut will probably go to fill the rosters. They've got nine states, nine teams in that league, uh, eight, eight, eight or nine teams in that league. So, I think yeah, a, you're yeah. right. They, yep. They're going to they're gonna end up there, and, and you're going to have a second life depending on how, how you perform. And let's remember, XFL was on the road to being a, a great
1: product it was, again and then COVID before the had. pandemic it was good to watch yeah i watched a lot yeah. of xfl that season i was good really football. disappointed
0: when that ended. yep uh kevin jeffries says titans tighten up he's ready to go uh the titans are actually taking on the ravens this preseason but again you really can't look forward to week one the starters are only in for like the first five minutes and then they're gonna they're gonna pull everybody yeah. and and you're not gonna see them anyway so uh also you guys all know and I know, Sean, he's always busting my butt over this one. Uh, Nikhil Harry severely injured his <laughs> ankle. The Bears, of had, you know, they traded for him. <laughs> he's injured, severe injury. Um, looks like he may not even play for the season. So the bad luck train continues. How does the,
1: Can this I get man. paid th- to that well to, to work that little? I would love that. Pay me that money.
0: How about Deshaun Watson, Watson money? He's going to get paid for just sitting down.
1: <laughs> yeah, but he so got to pay all his... that money to them victims. So I don't know how much of that he's actually going to keep in his pocket. <laughs> you got 20, you got to pay off 26 women. I mean, we're talking yeah. at least two mil a piece at least. Right, right. So
0: his whole check is going away. Uh, let's get into eight o'clock. I got to get ready get out of here. But uh, Biden bombshells, Joe Biden bounces back from COVID. He has a cough. Media is going crazy over this stupid ass cough. Guess what? When you get COVID, one of the things you have is a cough, a cough. about three to four months. this is not news why we wasted our time talking about it who cares i could care less uh ukraine invasion uh really nothing new going on because they've got this whole grain thing that they did last week and the grain is now being exported um outside the ukraine which is a good thing but right now i'm keeping my eyes my story i'm keeping my eyes on right now is this chinese taiwan thing where china is now sending strength over to taiwan and kind of threaten them and it's already been rumored that they were going to try to go after taiwan like russia is doing the ukraine um i'm keeping my eye on this because if it does happen people that's world war three right there
1: that's what i'm saying because if we react to that You already got the Ukraine yeah. Russia situation going on. Uh, that ain't good. Yeah,
0: that's that's not good. So people, if you really want to keep your eyes on something, um, hey, I got to thank everybody who supported my show with hats and beanies. Also, I got to bring up here and show you guys what's going on this week. We've got some uh, events coming up this week. Um, the shows I part, but I produce Oscar Mike Radio Drafting the Circuits, Happy Hour with Lido. As you see, Kevin Jeffries is in the chat. Maddie C. sports for you and me. Um, talk back with Gloria Shea, also the Farmers Market, July 8th to October 28th, 10 to 2 in downtown Brockton, um, fresh organic vegetables, also the Culinary Arts Truck Training, Southeastern Technical Institute, and there's Rihanna Marie's promo tour, her next thing coming up is Drunk DJ Show in Austin, Drunk DJ Tim O'Connor, she will oh, be on this shit. show Thursday night, yeah, she'll be on this show Thursday night, the listening party, is saturday private location it was an invite only 20 people got invited to hear this album release it's getting dropped on the 13th and um i
1: can't Looking forward wait forward for
0: you all to hear this album this is going to be insane for you people so uh again i gotta thank my
1: guests for coming on with me sha let them know where they sure. can find you where they can touch your music man Yeah, um, you can look me up on Facebook, Sha-Elemental, don't forget the hyphen, never forget the hyphen, Uh, you can check out my crew EXP's page, EXP The Expendables, Uh, we're available on all streaming services, all that good stuff, I just dropped an album, uh, EP with my man Speak The Rebel, definitely check out his stuff, he's dope as well, Uh, we got lots of music out there, y'all should definitely catch up with, lots of videos up on YouTube and all that, just look us up, Sha-Elemental, Jay Kinzer, uh, EXP, The Expendables, any of which of those will bring you all kinds of heat. Get hip.
0: And, hey, I think I found my co-host the next time that I'm going to be talking comics and wrestling. no, we, I'm we, in. We, we got to get a video game show because me and you have been talking about having oh, an yeah. episode for video games because you and I, I see you pop on Xbox and I'm on And And um, my big thing now, right now, before we get out of here, hey, I've been ever since... Xbox Game Pass, which is Ultimate Game Pass, which is the best thing known to gamers right now. It's, it's, I have a love and hate game. with the best with deal game going. Oh, I'm on the computer now. I'm on the PC now, playing games yep. that are strictly for the PC. I play it on because, my tablet.
1: Stream it. Oh my God. It's insane, man. It's game pass. And I'm loving the PlayStation. Killing. The PlayStation new one's pretty dope, too. Oh, I'm subscribed man. to that so, now, too. I'm playing so, Miles Morales, the Guardians of the Galaxy game. They got all kinds of dope stuff on there, too. What do you so before we get, we get out of here real quick?
0: Real quick. What are your thoughts on this, this cloud gaming? It's insane, man. I'm playing the two Far Cries on the uh, uh, now I don't even have to download and use a podcast. Nah. I'm
1: playing everything right from the cloud. It's insane. All people need to know is if you got a good internet connection, you're really not going to notice the difference between that and playing it natively. You just got to have a good internet connection. If you do, you're in business because it works beautifully. Whether you're talking PlayStation or Xbox, either one streams beautifully as long as you got a good internet connection. Which in America can be iffy sometimes. But I know I'm like I'm a gamer like you, so I'm like I'm paying the extra money to make sure I got a good internet connection.
0: So I, can do <laughs> I, I, yeah, I got Comcast Xfinity Boost. <laughs>
1: oh yeah, absolutely. I'm like I'm not <laughs> lacking for that at all. Plus, like, I got do me and my play- girl be- working from home too. So before we get out of here, what
0: are you playing right now? Because I'm on Far Cry right now.
1: I've been playing Guardians of the Galaxy, running through that Battlefield 2042, which people kind of poop on, but I love Battlefield, so I'm going to play that regardless. All right, all right. Um, and honestly, I'm a big retro gamer, so I've been playing a lot of Genesis lately. Yeah, love me some got Genesis. A lot of
0: Genesis stuff coming on. They got, got a lot of Genesis stuff coming on the Xbox Game Pass.
1: Yeah, I mean, and, and Switch too. They Sega. got a bunch of stuff too. And,
0: yeah. Uh, and real quick before we get out of here, um, thoughts on the new Call of Duty Modern Warfare Two? Are you pretty excited for this one coming
1: out? um storyline ever the, the the best call of duties to me were modern warfare one and two so the original ones so i do have yes. high hopes for it but i'm more of a battlefield guy so with call of duty i usually play the campaign and i'm out i'm not a big call of duty online gamer because to me it's just twitch gameplay like you see somebody you shoot them you're on a very small map i like battlefield where it's there's different goals bigger map tanks planes like it's it yeah, gets a little
0: 2042's crazy. Is, yeah, it gets crazy on 2042, but, but that, but that Call of Duty
1: Warfare. The, I look forward to playing the campaign, though, for sure, because yeah, Modern Warfare yeah, 2 is definitely up there, probably in my top 10 campaigns ever. Till
0: this, til this day, I tell everybody, when you got that first Call of Duty Modern Warfare and you got that little disclaimer, you was like, oh, man, what's this all about?
1: And yep, to and that, I never No Russian? Oh, no Russian? But they better bring back the Spec Ops mode. You remember that? The co-op mode they had because they had multiplayer, the campaign, and Spec Ops. And they've never brought Spec Ops back since then. I love that. That was dope because you could sit there either online or couch co-op and play with another person and, you know, work through those. And those are some hard, hard levels. Well, see, and
0: that's why I like the Tom Clancy multiplayer games, but I can't find a lot of guys that play –
1: Oh, a like wildlands wild land.
0: or a breakpoint, yeah. Because you gotta yeah. really, you gotta really work at it. And um, I know a lot of guys I play with; they get aggravated after a while. And they're like, "Man, this is too hard." And I'm like, "But you gotta." It's not yeah, a it's run tactical. around and shoot. It's stra- yeah. It's tactical. You it's like you think being a Navy SEAL is easy, my man. <laughs> 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 oh man, good stuff, good show. Thank you everybody for tuning in. Uh, SpongeBob, do me a favor, take us
1: home. Hello? See you next Tuesday. Thank you for listening to The Booth on HubaZoo and HatcherRadio.com. Please follow the Facebook page and subscribe to the podcast at Apple Podcast, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. The Booth is a Sinister One production hosted by Sinister One.
0: I've got to start hanging out with friends that are a little more intelligent and understand politics instead. It's just that I'm up on this level up here, and all my friends are down here. Me, meh, You guys, meh. Maybe a little more down, down in here. Screw you
1: guys! I'm going home. I smoke, I drink, I do my thing. These bitches hating, so you know I got to make it plain. Don't do cocaine with your chick my mate. we stick together true forever yeah you know we bang i miss those days which was easy if only i make this it. don't no repeat now that i done upgraded i've been upstate but y'all think i'm playing and i gotta hit now for these weak assholes who think i ain't slaying. try me try me Probably end up laughing cause I never back down. I'm that chick with a clean ass whip. I don't need that shit. like I'm on now. I get I get tired of fussing, and fighting. And guess I gotta crack down. Don't mess with me on everything I'ma have to bring the whole city out. W H O O B A Z O O That's a wizard.com. Website. your website. website. website.